Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Speaking Tangentially. This is Cecilia, also known as Sess the Plug because I love to plug in numbers and get competing. Today I have a really fun guest with me. Um, his name was a little bit harder to come up with um, for alliteration purposes, but here is one over Will Squared, right? Yeah. What a Pretty fun good. one. Yeah. Yeah. Creative. Um, there aren't a lot of W like words to yeah, use. It's rough. It's rough. There was work, weighted average. I don't know. Um, and then one is the same sound, so really... consonants. Yeah. Do you know do you remember what the one over x squared function looks like? Yeah. Like a rat. It's it, like I think of it like a banana peel. Yeah. Banana peel on the ground. Like you're gonna That's slip right. on it. Um, yeah. So uh, Will and I both don't take math right now. And yeah, instead we do a senior intensive time. And we are in that time right now and he is right next to me sewing because that's his senior intensive. Do you want to explain more about what you do? I just sew stuff. I mean... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, but why did you choose to, um, like, leave, like, opt out of math class to do this instead? I don't know, just because of that. I feel like I didn't really want to do calculus again. Mm -hmm. So, for context, we both were taking Calculus 1 last year, and this year we would be in Calc 2. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't really appeal to me. Uh-huh. I guess. I think also mostly, like, knowing the layout of the class beforehand. Right. Influenced my decision. Because it was like, yeah. we're basically just going over the same stuff that we learned last year and then having a big test at the end. So I was like... <laughs> Yeah, okay. this year would be a lot um, faster paced, and it is for our friends that are in that class. Yeah. Um, they're, they're learning a lot, um, they're going through a lot of material. Um, so this is a good opportunity to not have that sort of stress and also take on something that we are um, passionate about or interested in. Um, so. What is that noise? <laughs> I have no idea. It sounds like a freaking UFO. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, that's so weird. Okay, anyways, we were both in, like, always in the same math level throughout high school. Yeah. Because we're in the same one now. Um, and so for this school, it is, like, basically the higher level via like age group yeah because i mean and it gets more and more dispersed the farther well like as the years go by you get more and more age grades and classes kind of people stay yeah stay back so in sixth grade was everyone in the same level immediately were they all placed in the same level no. or was it split in sixth grade there's two levels two levels okay and that was like everybody but then once you went on and some people had to repeat a few years Oh wow. So in eighth grade you took algebra, ninth grade geometry, tenth grade advanced algebra, 
Eleventh grade. Ninth no. grade is geometry. No, no, no. No, no. Eighth grade is geometry. Eighth grade is geometry. Ninth grade advanced algebra. Tenth seventh grade. Seventh grade was pre-algebra. Yeah. I forget what sixth grade was. Yeah. So pre-calc was tenth grade, and then calc one was junior year, mm-hmm. and we're in senior year with calc two, but we're not taking it. Um. Yeah. So, did you ever feel like you got kind of labeled or like put into some I don't know position as being like good at math quote unquote or um, like a math person just because you're in the higher levels sort of I mean like most people don't know the different levels other than their own so it's like I feel like in the student population not really yeah but I mean I guess like from a teacher's perspective, they do think that. Mm-hmm. And I know that influences like a lot of the science class decisions too. Yeah. So it's like if you're like, it kind of sets you in this direction of like math and science kid. Right. So, and that is prevalent. So I guess, yeah. Yeah, I it's think. It's like if you're in the higher ones mm-hmm. or the advanced classes, then it's like. And have you thought about how that like affects people on the other, like the other way? So if they're in like the lower yeah. classes, like I I don't know I would I feel kind of bad about myself. Um, not that they should that they're in the lower ones, but like I yeah, would just no, no, no. I feel like there would be like a weird kind of like stimulating yeah, yeah dynamic. It's um, like oh the quote unquote like smart kids. Yeah, and it's just not at all and it really it could just be like like i mean i came from a different school so i had a different math background right and like a lot of kids are coming from different places or like different teachers Mm -hmm. different styles of learning um and i think a lot of it is like not not like your intelligence level whatsoever but it's it's just like your environment and whatever situation like got you to where you are today and i think people are a lot more similar mm-hmm. in their like capacity to learn than we realize. Um, yeah, and a lot more people can do the same stuff. It's just like the time sometimes, sometimes they just like can't right. do anything like that if they're still capable of figuring mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a big one. Um, and then I think that also sets you up for like, I mean, at least we're like, because for this school, it determines your science level, which determines your humanities section, mm-hmm. and then also math determines French. And so it like segregates your grade. Yeah. So since, I mean, like since eighth grade, because I've been here since eighth grade, I've been with like the same people. <laughs> yeah. And just this year, we have a science class that isn't separated by math levels. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but even then, it's like, in the mix of like some people I still haven't had class with. Right, right, yeah. Um, like I don't think me and Sam have ever had a class together. Yeah. And that, I mean, that makes... Which is just like, I mean, it makes sense, but it's just strange to think about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that also, at least for me personally, I've like felt another sense of pressure of just being like, technically in the higher classes but like if I'm not 
understanding something like immediately or if I'm not as good as the other students or not as fast as doing something or I haven't learned a concept that they've learned because they've been in different classes like yeah I feel yeah. bad and like I I don't know it's a weird dynamic yeah because it feels like you're slowing down the class because now we have to take time yeah to learn that thing that half the class knows right and you're supposed to be like really good at math but it's really just that but it's just like just a like, different thing yeah yeah so. um but that's always hard yeah um yeah I don't know and so both of your parents are teachers they're both biology teachers? Mm-hmm. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, they're weird. Were they both biology teachers, like, before they met? No. Um, maybe my mom was. Um, she's been teaching for a while, but my dad ran greenhouses and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> weird. Yeah. Um, so do you think your mom persuaded your dad? I don't think so. I was kind of just like... Oh, was destined like, run to... the greenhouses at the school, sort of. Yeah. And then it just turned into like, oh, I guess I'll teach. Yeah. So having both of your parents be teachers in like a science field, mm-hmm. does that impact you at all in terms of like your own, like, I don't know, self-confidence or self-awareness or like perception of how you should be doing in a math or science class? I mean, definitely just because it's like, it's something that they're both super passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'm their child, I should like, at least show some interest in like what they do, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, in school, I feel like I should do the same thing. And it's like, I don't at all feel like pressured to do so. And like less and less it's gotten like better. Like I can like divert away from that, but early on, it was definitely like, oh, like we would talk about this stuff at the dinner table. Like, I know this stuff, so it's like they just expect me to like know it all. Right. Yeah. I can see how that's hard. I think for almost every kid, whatever their parents do, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, impacts them in some way. Yeah. Um, and for, I mean, since you're not taking a math fest, right now do you intend on taking any in college or i mean i want to like i don't think math is unimportant right but i don't know i just think it has its place and i want to learn it in a way that's good and learn what i want like like for like you. algebra i think algebra is super cool i think it's so much cooler than calculus and grant, granted like there are components in each that yeah. are similar but it's like I don't know. They're diff- they're definitely different and you shouldn't have to be able to do both. Yeah. The same. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now you're sewing some pants? Yeah. That looks pretty cool. Maybe we can put a, a picture against the podcast episode or something. Um but is there any math in your everyday life outside of the classroom that you notice? So like for example sewing. Um, Measuring other angles yeah, and stuff? Yeah, it's definitely like proportionally wise, there's a lot of geometry fitting the shapes together because it's like you have to think of it's like you're wrapping mm-hmm. a person like a leg, like a leg is a weird shape. Right. And making it almost a universal thing. So it's like you have different ranges and it's like if you're the right. size will fit here, if you're 
there there and making different shapes. Yeah, that is hard because it's also it's not co- it's not a flat surface and it's also not completely cylindrical because I mean if the pant is like tapered in any way then it's not gonna be completely cylindrical. And it's also not constant, whatever the rate is that the shape is changing because like the butt area, mm-hmm. <laughs> for example, is I feel like that's really complicated for yeah. pants and then like for shirts, like shoulder, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like especially if you do like the weird part where like the shoulder is the same as the sleeve, it's like. Right. Yeah, I bet that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe if it's not the exact like. Um, like unit, like lesson thing that you'd be using, like concretely in this. I think the same like way of thinking, yeah, and problem solving, I think is definitely deeply tied. And then also, you play the trumpet. We're in orchestra together. You play the trumpet, and I, I know that like you have a lot of rest like you have times where you have to count for so long Mm -hmm. um and also i feel like a lot of what you play is a little bit more like rhythmic than what we play um for cellos do you like have to i don't know i feel like counting is easy but yeah counting is easy um because it's like just knowing when to stop when to come in yeah what most but but like the actual like physics of the trumpet are kind of cool, like because like the valves, like there's three valves. The three valves, you yeah. push one down, and it's they have holes in them, mm-hmm. and inside the chamber, and that's like all the tubes going into those are like line up with holes or don't line up with holes. So when that's you push cool. them down, they change, and so each name, each like combination changes the length of the tube. That's so it's just like all wrapped around. So cool. I've always wondered how a trumpet works. So that's how it like changes. Because it doesn't make a lot of sense if there's only three things, like three valves. Yeah. And you play more than three notes. And that's kind of obvious because you could do different combinations. But even then, like... And that's also like a lot of like lift tension too. Right. Because it's like you're humming almost. Yeah. Like buzzing. And it creates like that wave. Yeah. And it goes down. Yeah, you can talk about physics with that too. Yeah. yeah. Sound waves. Sound waves, for sure. Traveling, like, depending on the frequency of your lips. Mm-hmm. Like. Do you think about that a lot when you're playing, though? Not really. I mean... Like, stylistically? For a jazz band, do you? Sort of. I mean, not really. It's mostly just about sound and rhythm and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you could, someone, if you thought about it a lot, you could think that way. Right. Yeah, I don't know how, like, what the extent is that you can control the frequency in which your lips yeah. are vibrating. And well, and like trombone too, because yeah. like it kind of helps prove it more because you're literally. Yeah, I like that because it it's like and visual. you're making it a longer path. Yeah. For the air to go through. That's so cool. And in jazz band, do you have to do more counting than an orchestra, or I feel like there's a lot more going on? Yeah, like... yeah, there is. It's like really hard to keep track. <laughs> so that because you can follow the rhythm, but you also can just like kind of ignore it. Yeah. So it's like it's like a lot of counting. It's also just a lot of like knowing the rhythm and knowing the melody and knowing where you are. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, counting. 
It is. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Well, thank you for talking with me yeah. while you're sewing. <laughs> yeah, one. What is it? One over Will Square? Yeah. We've got to come up with a better name than that. Yeah, I don't think that's the best. No, I, it's to too clunky and like, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't have to be alliteration or consonants. We could do one digit Willie. One digit Willie. Mm, nah, no. No. One. I don't think so. Yeah. Or you could do something that isn't like an adjective or a noun before your name. It could be like Will the... Will the math is? I don't know. Something. It's <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, Alright, thank you for, I don't know, coming in and talking. Yeah, um, And thank you to my lovely listeners for listening. Um, <laughs> and yeah, happy mathing, everybody. Hello everyone, this is Cecilia, also known as Sess the Plug, because I love to plug in numbers and get computing. Welcome back to another episode of Speaking Tangentially. This time I have a returning guest, but a, nonetheless a very special guest. Alright, we're going to drum roll, ready? It's Arko Ano! Back at it again! <laughs> also, you might have um, seen me as Edition Anna, yeah, I think, maybe a few episodes ago, but... Or an episode ago, but I'm back as Art Koana, ready to talk about some pie. Yes, because um, Pie Day is coming up, um, and we are very excited about it. And we even have some pie with us today. Some gloob pie. Yes, yeah, some blueberry pie. I'm we so just crazy. heated it up um, in the toaster, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the toaster oven. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. not in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so we're gonna be munching and just talking about pie. Okay, awesome. Now take a bite. So I'm taking a bite of the blueberry pie for mm-hmm. pie day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like math. <laughs> Have you been preparing that? Just thought of it. Aw, that's sweet. <laughs> Very considerate. Okay. <laughs> Tastes like math. All right, well, are you ready to talk about some math? I'm so ready. <sighs> so... The second episode of Speaking Tangentially, we talk about circles and pi. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Um, that was really fun. That was fun. And there was a lot to learn about. We learned about that guy who recited a bunch of, yeah. like, how many? Like, 10,000? I, I think it was, like, 70,000. Oh. I don't know. I have to check. Um, but, yeah. Um, okay, so, I have a question for you. Okay. So, if I give you the sequence... One, two, three, four, five. Can you tell me what the next digit is? Six. Ah, there we go. Okay, now I have another sequence for mm-hmm. you. All right, how about three, one, four, one, five, nine? Six. Um, why do you say that? Because it's pi. So what are or the digits of pi? It's either six or two. I always get those two mixed They're up. They're right next to each other. I can I tell know. you that. No, I know, and I always get the order of them mixed up. So it's three point one four one five nine two six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. good. I think we should. Okay, while you're eating some pie, do you I want think... some? I got a little spoon. Just okay. For you. Um, <laughs> sure. I'll take a bite. I mean, it's your pie. So um, that is true. Okay. I want to like eat all of your pie. Um, no, it's our pie. 
Okay, so I was thinking that it'd be fun to try to memorize as much of pi as possible, like all the digits. Yeah, that sounds like a fun. Um, and then fun like idea. we'll take breaks and then like come back. Okay, ready? Pi breaks. Ooh. Pi yep. breaks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all pi. So. Well, everything is pi. But... Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Three three point one four one five nine. My oh yeah yeah. 3.141592 Okay. Three point one four one five nine two six five three five eight nine seven nine. Oh. Okay. So three point one four one five nine two six five three five. All right, so it's two Wait, six. Wait, you're looking at it, so because we're gonna memorize. So two six Can you just say it once? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna just try to memorize. Three point one four one five nine two six five three five eight nine seven. Um, we can we'll say it together slowly. Three point one four one five nine two six five three five eight nine seven. Okay, I'll that go and then okay. you go. Wait, wait. Three point one four one five nine two six five three five. Eight nine seven. Yes, three point one four one five nine two six five three five eight nine seven. I've memorized this before though, so don't worry. Um, because um, I was gonna say with a concussion, ooh, pop off. Ooh. So I was. I think it would be cool if we got to the thirty first digit because it's like three point one. So. So we'll come back to that, right? Yes. Yeah. So do you want to say it again right now? <clears throat> Three point one four one five nine two six five three five eight nine seven. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Okay, ready? Uh, pie fact? Yeah, pie fact. I'm so excited. Okay. What do you it's more of like a joke. Oh, a pie riddle? A pie joke? Yeah. Okay. What do you get if you divide the circumference of a jack-o'-lantern by its diameter? I don't know. Okay, what do you get, like, what do you get when you divide circumference by diameter, though? Then now you're going to have to use your math brain, your Arcot math brain. I don't know. So, do you know... Circumference divided by... So, remember what the, um... Volume. What the, (laughs) what the equation, like, the formula for finding the circumference of something is? Pi R squared. So, uh... Pi R. Two pi r. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two pi r. Okay, so and two r is d. Yes. Is, so you divide the sec- circumference by Wait, its diameter. You divide um, two pi r by. Yeah, by the diameter. So that's two pi. So then what's left? I mean two r. So what's pi. left? Pi. Okay. So then the key part is the circumference of a jack o' lantern. So you're dividing. Circumference of a jack-o'-lantern by its diameter, you get, drum roll, pumpkin, pumpkin pie! Oh! 
<laughs> you get it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Pumpkin pie. Oh my god, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's funny. That's fun. Um, okay. And we um we're looking at this earlier. But so I'm looking at this book right now and it's called The Joy of Pie by David Blattner. That I guess that's mm-hmm. maybe how you pronounce it. Um, but it's I've been reading this for the past few weeks. It's a really fun read. Um, I highly recommend it. It has lots of different diagrams and visuals um, and fun facts and things like that. Um, all things pie. So if you're interested um, or if you want to become interested, I would read this. Um, it's pretty accessible as well. And it has like a lot of, I mean, I guess not all of pie because you can't write all of pie because it's That's infinite. That's But it has a lot of pie. Do you remember how right now up until when? Like the millionth? The millionth digit. And what, what is the millionth digit? I, I can't remember that one for you. It's one. Oh, right, right, right. I, yeah, we just... <laughs> um, oh, yeah, it is one. Yeah. The millionth digit is one. But, like, so for all of the spaces on the page that isn't covered by text or by um, diagrams or little bubbles, it's just filled up completely with the tiniest font of... Like the digits yeah, of pie. Yeah, like I really going on. I on. can't read it, and I have good visions. So. Yeah, it's it's really tiny. It's really entertaining though, um, and it covers lots of different things. Um, yeah, but you, I just had an idea. You uh-huh. know, what you should make what? you should make a pie book that is like uses pie, like math pie uh-huh. combined with and also includes like recipes of different pies. And then it would be the real joy of pie because right. you would be getting math pie and yeah. food pie. So you're feeding your mind and you're feeding your stomach uh-huh. all in one book. Uh-huh. Oh, that's brilliant. And that's just like a freaking double whammy. Double whammy. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, can it really be the joy of pie if it doesn't have actual pie oh, you no. can eat? No, it can't. It can't. Yeah. So we'll, so, we'll add yeah. some physical pie, pie. I mean, but eating this blueberry pie while um, reading the joy of pie gives you like the complete experience okay I would say. okay well so. maybe next time we'll have to make pie yes that would be fun i mean that was the plan it was the plan just you know not yeah, nothing happened yeah <laughs> um okay do you want to get back to oh, memorizing yeah wait let so me see where, where are we at Eight nine seven. Oh, of course. Um, okay, so then after that, it's so it's eight nine seven, and then nine again, and then three two three eight four six. We'll memorize that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So three point one four one five nine two six five three five eight nine seven nine three two three. Eight, four, six. six. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, is... I'm going to be dreaming about pi now. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, 3.14159, and then, do you want to go after that? Nine, two, three. <laughs> three, two, three. <laughs> this My is brain hard. is... Okay, no, I know. It's, um, okay. it's been a long week. <laughs> so we're going to finish up our 
slice of pie and memorize this. And get um, back to you. And get back to you. Okay, do you want to take one more bite for them now? Yeah, hold on. Okay. Mmm. Delicious. (laughs) Um, Okay, we'll get right back to you. All right, we're back. Time for a little pie chronology. Um, Okay, so in the beginning, the Babylonians used pie to equal three and an eighth. Um, and then after that, the Egyptians used pi, um, to a little bit more of an exact number. So it was 3.1605. So pi has changed values over... Well, no. Well, it's just that it's, it's such a hard number to, like, Mm -hmm. get the value of because it's so unpredictable. Um, that, like, if you look, we're looking at a timeline right now, um, from... 2000 BCE, which is with the Babylonians and the Egyptians, all the way up till now. Um, and it's all of the like calculations over the years. So it goes from um, like in the Old Testament, um, they kind of, well, we talked about this with our, the last episode that we did together mm-hmm. about um, circles and pi. Um, how the Old Testament implied that pi equals three with the way they measured it and like walking alongside like there's like a wheel and so they like use that um but i mean like the old testament like it's not like a math textbook yeah so it was just kind of like implications of that mm-hmm. but the chinese simple like it's not that they had the value of pi and then they like simplified it down to three it's that they like they knew that there was this thing but they didn't know yeah like what it was exactly and it's 3.14 so like that's yeah close enough to three for what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so over the years, it like got more and more. By 335 BC, um, there was squaring the circle, which is, um, you can listen to episode two, um, which is where we talked about that. Um, and that was really interesting. And then you can really go on throughout the years, um, and they get to 72 decimal places in 1699, um, and then all the way up until there are computers calculating um, all the digits and everything. Um, and so then um, we hit um, 1 billion digits in 1989. Um, and then in 1997, guess how many digits of pi was calculated? A trillion? No. I don't know. Um, not that much. It's well, it is a lot, but fifty one point five billion. Wow. Um, and it's on, uh, like a supercomputer, and mm-hmm. it's it was over twenty nine hours, um. To like, to like calculate it out, cause you can't do it by hand, cause, I mean, even this book where it's in the tiniest font, um, mm-hmm. only goes to the millionth decimal place. All right, we have another fun fact for you guys. Um, well, uh, this is going to be for Anna because I know it and you don't. So here we go. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm so you, ready. Well, it's, it's not that exciting. But so there are no occurrences of the sequence. Remember the beginning of the episode? And then yeah. we were talking about sequences. Mm-hmm. So there are no occurrences of the sequence 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 in the first million digits of pi. So throughout this whole book. There's no like time in a row. where in a row it says 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. That makes sense. Um, but... Of the eight, one, two, three, four, fives, because there are, like, three, uh-huh. there are, um, 
there's eight times where it goes one, two, three, four, five, and then like seven or something like yeah. that. Um, three are followed by another five. So mm-hmm. out of the eight times where it says one, two, three, four, five in a row in the first million digits, mm-hmm. three of those times it's one, two, three, four, five, five. That's cool. So like, what are the chances? But none of those times of eight are one, two, three, four, five, five. six. But three of them are five. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, The sequence um, zero, one, two, three, four, five occurs twice. And in both cases, they're the times that it goes to five afterwards. So it's zero, one, two, three, four, five. Wow. Twice. That's cool. I don't know. It's just weird things to think about. Because, like, that makes me think about, like, number theory and, like, like, numbers are just, like, symbols to, like, represent ideas that, like, we kind of made up, but they also exist. Um, I don't know. And there's so much to think about yeah, it's there. it's kind of a mind boggle. Yeah. I don't know. I, I could think for so long about that. Um, but speaking of mind boggle, I think it's time to wrap things up and Let's try to recite pi until the 31st digit. Because it's three point one, in yeah. Okay. okay, I'm really ready for this. Um. Okay, ready? Yeah. So three point one four one five nine two six five three five eight nine seven nine three two three eight four. Six six two six four four three three eight three seven nine. Is it? Yeah, three seven. seven. Oh, three two seven nine five. That was pretty good. Yeah, I think we can improve, but I think that's pretty good well, for just right that's now. That's for the next episode. Yeah, next episode Stay we can get to we can get to the three hundred fourteenth digit, mm, which know. by the way is the same digit like the same number as the millionth digit which is one yes i remember it this time so it goes 3.1 so that's the first decimal place and then the 314th digit is one and the millionth digit is one wow interesting insane insane um there's so much more that we could be talking about with all of um the implications for how pi is involved in everyday life and everywhere you can see it it's really mind-boggling but um that's it for now thank you so much art coat anna slash dish anna um thanks for having for me i always have a great time yeah and it always reminds me that math is can be fun math is fun um yeah, especially yeah. When you're eating pie. that's what i was gonna say so next time maybe we'll be making pie yeah um maybe some jack-o'-lantern oh yeah some pumpkin pie pumpkin pie mm-hmm. fall time that's too far away. Maybe yeah. We'll do something sooner. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you again for being here, and thank you to my lovely listeners for listening. And as always, happy mathing. Yay.